0: Welcome to the Axis Effect podcast, where you'll hear the most compelling, provocative, and real conversations with industry leaders and innovators in tech, sports, and entertainment with our host and CEO of well-known PR firm, Axis Entertainment, Sarah Miller. Hi, this is Sarah Miller, your host for Axis Effect, and I'm super excited to be here with Sean Austin, CEO of Helios, a voice AI company coming into the market. Hey, Sean, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me. Happy to be here.
0: <laughs> I was in like thinking of doggy mode when I introduced you because I know we talked about keeping you on mute so the puppies don't hijack our podcast, which is always a good yep. thing. We yep. allow-
1: they, uh, they may make a guest appearance, but we'll, <laughs> we'll try to help they behave.
0: It's, just, it's so funny. It's just like ever since we started, everybody's now in the new world of remote working. Like it cracks me up. Like before, people would be like, you know, on mute, keeping the dogs, keeping the cats, everything at bay. Now it's like, shit. If there's a dog or a cat walks across the keyboard during the Zoom, nobody seems to care anymore. I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? and you can uh, wear your pajamas sometime, or at least the bottom half of you, and
0: yeah, right? there's, uh,
1: some, some food cooking in the background, but, but uh, a- I think it's better. I'm a huge think- proponent of it.
0: I do miss. I do miss networking. I do miss seeing. Faces and people and bodies, but there is something to be said about just working from home on your own and getting it done. I think it's a calmer environment that makes us more productive than all the chaos of traffic and people and meetings. I I, it is actually a good thing we were forced to do this. You know,
1: getting rid of the morning commute is. I don't miss that. (laughs) Doing some travel is fine, like you said, seeing people at events or purposeful time spent is fantastic. But. I could talk all about the joys of not being able to do uh, a morning commute for uh, for hours, probably.
0: Yeah, no, I bet. So, okay. Like, let's talk about Helios. This is one of the good things about being at home. We are obviously like leaning into technology more and more, but check RPT, you know, the whole AI area, but I love you guys are voice AI and like, we all know artificial intelligence has been around for a long time, but like, what does Helios do? And like, how are you guys using voice AI, and like the difference between that and just all the other stuff we're seeing out there in the market?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I actually just got um, extra education in AI myself, and I've been doing it for 15 years, is uh, that 30 years ago, 35 years ago, they were talking about AI for a uh, very, very early day thing. So it's sort of been around, and like you said, it's a huge explosion now with a new kind of swizzle on it with you know language and large language models. But what we do is voice AI. So we're able to detect nuances in voice around being confident or unsure when you're getting asked a question, but all the things that matter when you're talking besides just the language, like the words themselves. Uh, So when we detect that, we use it for capital markets right now to promote transparency. So an earnings call, we have usually a very positive set of words by executives and leadership. What we're able to do is detect these nuances from voice, which can be very... Illuminating, right? So it can get you more information and basically make better decisions for investors.
0: It's AI, but you guys are using the sound inflections, the beat, the pause, everything of the right. voice cadence. And that's how the AI is running off of all of these elements based on your speech and your speed of your speech and how you're articulating words. But are you guys recording that to generate reports or?
1: Great question. So It's really two ways you can like serve this data and serve customers. What we where we started, we needed to because no one had done this research before. This is we're the only company in the world doing this. We've been doing it over three years, so we've really pioneered like a almost like a field of research. So our first product is for data scientists, which we'll leave at that. But basically, it's a whole bunch of numbers you get right. So you have to be a data scientist, and certain hedge funds love that because they want a million numbers or a billion numbers. So it's really unique to them. But to your, I think to your point, which is insightful, is we know that 99% of the world aren't data scientists. I'm actually not a data scientist, but I guess I've, I've played one now for a couple of years. Yeah. But I, uh, I'm actually not really a data scientist, right? So what is more important or more impactful is a report, like you said, or sort of an intelligence report that can give you some insights. So an example of an insight is the words can be analyzed. So we can
0: I am Athena. Oh, oh so my god, we, you're so oh, funny! There you, <laughs> I there you
1: go.
0: Okay, I, you don't go know if I, I, don't, I don't know if I want to edit that out of our podcast, or if I want don't to, don't if I want to keep what, the people in it? here because you have an AI on your website. Oh my god, that's so funny.
1: <laughs> yep. So you're uh, you're experiencing the Alexa AI. So we we were a little bit ahead of trying to make sure there's a way for people to talk with us. Now everyone's got got these bots, so we are. Um, Going to push that, but that's not that's sort of a marketing, you know, an angle so people could interact with us. Oh God, but the so the report, I mean, just to put a, I guess um, a bow on it, right? Is if the words are extremely positive, for instance, on a on a call which people are looking at, but now all of a sudden you can add tone into it. What if the tone is really negative, right? Like sarcasm is an example where you are yeah. using a certain set of words in contrast to your tone, which we've all experienced, like uh, extreme sarcasm or light sarcasm. But that sort of general principle applies to even earnings calls so if you're trying to say all these positive words but you're you know that there's a really maybe positive maybe negative event coming, right your voice sort of leaks this out it sort of adjusts and sounds slightly different when you're asking questions and we have a AI listening to every single call. <laughs> so we listen to every millisecond on an AI that's trained on like half a million hours of executives so quite a gigantic
0: so why, why are you guys so focused on earning calls? Because I know we, you know, we do a lot of PR, obviously we're an agency and we've done IR. you know, we've been on a lot of earning yep. calls and I know, you know, obviously for the stockholders and every and the public for publicly traded companies, you know, we have these earning calls every quarter, but you guys sit there. So for a financial institution or a publicly traded company, whatever we have our earnings call, we layer down on top of it and record and then yep. that generates our quarterly report to our shareholders but it's doing it obviously with, i mean without any negativity it's obviously like you said it's, it's pulling what we need to and so it's basically we're just you because people are using ai to run reports you know they're saying oh i ran a report i did a report a press release it's getting a little sketchy of what people are actually doing because the whole thing is You don't know what's real or what not real. It's just what the people feed the um, system because they're saying, well, you just got to keep talking to it every week, every day. So it gets to know the subject. You guys are talking an advanced AI technology to where it's just pulling the inflection of the voice, doing the exact same report as other AI. It's just softening the harshness and if somebody's rude or sarcastic, we take these out of content, right? So that's what they always say. Mm Text messages are the words to pick up the phone because you don't know the tone. You don't know how it's coming off and it could result in something that you didn't want to have, or, you know, somebody could have taken it the wrong way. That's really where Helios is coming up and shining because you're making sure these are being truly reported without any emotional, negative, positive spin that's biased towards one or the other to influence the market, so to speak.
1: Well, exactly right. I mean, the, and you, you put some interesting lens into that, too, because right you come at it from a great perspective is one important thing we tell our clients, we tell, I guess podcasts we tell everybody. basically is thirty eight percent of a message is tone of voice, which is not a, a Helios number that we've created to tell our story or something like that. It's from decades of academic literature. So it's reasonably agreed upon number that you can anybody can understand, right? Like we use tone when we're talking, sometimes we use less because it's not important. Sometimes, you know, we're extremely tone driven. You know, most of the message could be tone in scenario. So right, that thirty eight percent is an average. And that's to your question too, like why are we doing earnings calls? That tone is amplified when you have a very important call, right? An important call that moves markets billions of dollars. So exactly like you said too, we're trying to add it into this equation and make sure that it's more, I guess you could say transparent or fair or known or Easier to understand, right? All these pieces to it, that's that 38%. So we've said to a lot of people, like, if you can't get to that 38% because it's flying to Mars or something, I, I cannot appreciate it, I guess. But if it's there and now available and doesn't cost, you know, we don't sell for a million dollars a year, right? So if it's available and there's a return on investment to have it, which there is, we think everybody should have it, right? Otherwise, you're tone deaf or you're talking through, you know, doing a sales call through a text message, basically. Well, like, that doesn't sound kind of- great. Right.
0: People just don't want that sale. People don't want to be hit up on sales. Like I know, like I kind of pulled my jets on LinkedIn where I'm just, I'm not accepting people. I'm literally turning away probably 80% of LinkedIn requests now. I don't need people to follow me for my ego. I just need relevant people. And I'm getting a lot of people as soon as they, I hit yes, accept, they turn around and give me a sales pitch. And it's just a sales pitch. So if there is more to Something in that that I think would be relevant. I'm not seeing it. I'm just seeing the words on a direct message. It's just a sales pitch. Well,
1: that's a great point. I mean, I had the same experience, right? I think a lot of people do. You're just getting slammed with text, which is a a great, you know, consumer lens into this, and like it's non-personal, right? Versus if I sent you a video message, and I obviously spent the time to look into, you know, just whoever is getting the the LinkedIn message. That's a great example of right tone adds some. It adds. A connection adds information and adds understanding. I okay, mean, would that... Hey,
0: would hey, that... Do, do those work for you? Let's be honest. Like, because I've gotten a few videos. Hey, well, I'm going to send you a video because I think you can use them. What cracks me up? And if okay, we're talking AI, we're talking artificial intelligence, right? We take away the voice, the tone, the inflection and all that stuff, which I'll get into in a second, which, you know, on the PR angle and messaging is if you're using AI and you're doing these videos, you kind of need to know who your market is because I get a lot of bullshit. Oh, yeah. And it's oh, like, yeah. there, they go, we're not even the right thing. I go, I'm sorry. And I was kind of an asshole the other day because I, I think I was in a bad mood. Like I'd so many like, oh my God, it's the same person. Hey, Sarah, just put this to the top of your box. Hey, Sarah, I'm, I know you're super busy. I don't want to keep bugging you, but I want to make sure you saw this. Hey, Sarah, I know and it's like, okay, by the fifth time, it's like, you got to understand, I'm not even your target market. So you may want to go on to people's LinkedIn. Look at who they are. Look at the yeah, spend, for, spend look, a minute.
1: Look at their <laughs> Actually,
0: skill set to know that I am definitely. not. A, we're we're a strategic PR firm, experiential. I don't need half the shit people are selling me. So if so, before and then before you're bumping three or four follow ups to act like you're my friend, you may want to know who you're talking to. That to me is like that to me is a perfect AF. I say here's a list of names. Here's a here's my LinkedIn. Layer in some AI. Go back and tell me who all would be relevant for the pitch to because they're just... Yeah. And so, so it falls on blind ears because I don't even read. I just hit delete, block, delete, block, delete, block, spam. like I, I just do that all the time just so I don't keep seeing it. So I, I figured that's where AI has got to like...
1: Well, eh, to it definitely. Out. I mean, we got to make real connections in a world where it's like so easy to do what you just said, which is mass spam people because it sounds appealing, I'm sure, to people to- yeah Right. Oh, you can send a thousand connections, and it's a numbers game. But I mean, I don't know. I'm in the boat where it's meaningful connections. Our product, what we do with voice, is about that meaningful understanding. Right? It's not connections on the consumer sense, but it's understanding. And I would definitely, which we don't, we have not built this or anything. Or I don't know if anyone has, but certainly people respond to different tones. Right? Their dialects. Dialects are tones. Right. Same English language essentially, but you're right. You can have dialects across the U.S. or other English-speaking countries. So people respond to them. So if you understood them, for instance, your example, maybe it's not just so much I need to talk on uh, voice message, but if I was able to actually like understand somebody better, which maybe is how they respond to tone, maybe it's how my tone sounds. I mean, I had a speech coach for our pitch at South by Southwest, so I could actually be more introspective, I guess, on my own tone. Which is probably pretty important for yeah, for but, what
0: but, I do. But you're on the phone, so yeah, you are on. So, okay, so let's talk about that. Because like, yeah. obviously, because like, so I own a PR firm. Obviously, I mean, duh, that's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, duh. Okay, there, there's my thing no, for you, duh. <laughs> and here's the thing, it's like, it's all about, you know, perceptions, reality, and, and reality, and everything. It's all about how you speak, you know, and we go through a lot of corporate training with our clients. How you come off and what you say is so critical, not so much as what you say, but how you come off, it, whether it's accusatory, whether it's negative, yep. there's yep. 20 ways to do it. But I'm just going to be devil's advocate. The AI is only really there when it's recording conversations like Helios. I'm just going to kind of like try to blow some holes through you guys right now. Go
1: for it. I like it.
0: <laughs> you only work with financial institutions for now. We're going to talk about your trajectory in a little bit. So I'm going to go yeah. on that. Why would you sit there and listen to the earnings report and then just spin off whatever the report that they need to send out afterwards? Does it make a difference if I'm going over my market, the stocks, you know, the, the losses, the financial gains? Is it just replacing somebody to sit there to record the transcript? Because the inflection of my voice isn't really going to make a difference. But I can't really piss you off in an earnings report. I'm just stating the facts. So really, so, so tell me how and why Helios is so critical on the voice inflection speed. And if I say something negative or I curse, do you automatically cut it out? Do you smooth out a sense? Because you just reflect, I'm in a bad mood and my tone sucks. Because all you're really doing is trying to get all the data so people know if they missed the call or they don't remember where an earnings is or percentages here and there.
1: Yeah. So you packed in a lot of that, but I definitely think there's a couple <laughs> of good, good pieces I could say. Was, uh, <laughs> I need, need to land down. I was going to say, I need a little AI assistant, not a, <laughs> I need an AI But there's AI a couple of really, a couple of key, key. Um, points you said, right? And there's some important stuff there. So one of them is, we're still all people, right? Like one of our very... I mean, call it a belief, but it's very obvious is like, people are still presenting these maybe in a world where machines present them in some way, it's a different world. But people still are using tone, people are like trained and whatnot. But it's still the reality and look at Elon Musk on earnings calls that you talk a certain way, right? Like you are actually communicating with tones. And when he had a bad Uh, either day, but really, if there's a bad quarter and a bad demo, some of this information leaks out of you, right? And it's now interpreted by the people listening to them. So I, I would say that is like a baseline that if you're not accounting for it in some quantitative way, you trust your gut, which would be like, okay, well, we can do anything by gut instinct. But that's why we have any systems doing anything on the planet. So that's, I think, one piece. The other one is like you said, does it replace someone or augment them? So it definitely doesn't replace a person. So if I was an equity analyst and was listening to one of these calls for like J.P. Morgan, and all I did was Elon Musk or Tim Cook or Nadella at Microsoft, which just had earnings and they beat them, right? Like the people who are listening to them are still so like super tuned in because they're human beings, so they can be extremely proficient. And every company would like that. But you, the reality, and to answer your question, I wanted it's, what it's doing is you can't. Have a person on every single call who only focuses on one person because that's not affordable, right yeah. like these are expensive people who would be on them, so we augment the process by saying we've listened to ten thousand CEOs our machine you know our AI has you know over three hundred fifty four hundred thousand hours and approaching half a million. This can help augment your understanding because we know the reality is they're listening to dozens of calls in their earning season. They need to understand them. They're getting obviously they're doing analysis on them. They're making decisions on them. They're trading dollars, and positions. So now you can see things like the tone was overly bearish because we've analyzed quite a lot of audio. So it's like a decision support is one way to think of it, or helping really, really augment someone's time. Certainly, really sophisticated firms can just take our data and go trade on it, you know, machine to machine. But for most <laughs> people, it's around the understanding, getting augmentation. And the alternative is you kind of ignore it because you're not going to listen to the call. You cannot listen to and then do reports on 15 hours of listening in a week. I mean, you listen to it and then you're going to re-listen to it to get the tone. You're going to spend 40 hours in a week just listening. You know, that's not possible. So we know that it's a a helpful, you know, speed up and augmentation for someone who's already tasked with listening to these calls and and analyzing them.
0: No, I mean, it makes sense. You think about there's billions of calls and so much goes on on a daily basis, Somebody's got to be
1: data overload, them. I think is the, is the word yeah.
0: There's too I mean, much. At, I mean, look at the zoomed, we're on zoomed. And like, we have to send all of our podcasts over to our editor. They've got to listen through them, put the bumpers on, you know, for like, Hey, yep. the dog barking. i um, are so we screwed up or says something stupid just edited out we decided you know what screw this we're just going to go unfiltered because it's just you know it's just not worth listening to the yes no qa qa like a robot like we don't care if somebody cracks a stupid joke or curses i mean it's just it's all authentic it's real they're conversations but you know i feel like ai is becoming very prevalent like what you're doing the financial market but if we look at all of these conversations people are having and say hey I talked to so-and-so, but then so-and-so remembers the conversation differently. What well, was it? he said? She said. I feel like yeah. the communication process, at least being from a PR firm.
1: You could pick your brain. I love your experiences. You're already saying some is like, we come at it from a unique angle where production, some of these things aren't as prevalent. Like data is ultra prevalent and crazy amounts of dollars being traded are, are prevalent. But I mean, I think about how my tone's being interpreted all the time, right? Like it's very... Critical <laughs> where people would, would interpret me. I think well, that people have misinterpreted my tone before. Well, but I mean, that's. I think it's different.
0: Uh, you know, you do a lot of media, and we, you know, when it comes to media, you talk to, you know, we're always trying to go on every single call with our clients in the media because if something goes to print or somebody interprets your conversation, well, that's not what I said, that's, that's not. What my intent was, well, that's how the reporter took it, but it's hard because we weren't on that call. And how I take it may be different how they take it, and we can't sit you know, with it over. But then if I look at, there was an AI company we spoke with. They're on a podcast, like I think a season or two ago, a personal AI, and they, you know, on a text. So you could text people, download it, and the text could take what you want and resend the text. If I was sending you a text like, hey, Sean, you know, I just having a bad day. Just, I'm super annoyed that you keep moving our coffee. I'm busy. Just see if you could do Thursday, whatever, right? But the AI, but that's not the text you would get. You would get, hi, Sean, this is amazing. Thank you so much for being flexible. How about Thursday too? Because of my Skype. they're trying to smooth over that kind of transition between on texts, And I, you know, honestly, I feel like, it is one more technology, one more app, one more thing you've got to download, one more thing you've got to trust the system, trust the technology to regurgitate exactly what you mean versus what you said. So I, I do see AI making strides to change how we communicate. And it's not so much, I don't see that as replacing you with a robot or you know just screwing around.
1: With I certainly company. hope not.
0: I think with so many people with why do we AI talk, official talks, I think AI is really there to enhance and better our communication because we are running a mile a minute, no matter COVID or pandemic, post-pandemic, pre-pandemic. We're still doing a lot. We're running through stuff. People have bad days. They're, you know, all sixes and sevens, their headspace, they're not super focused. We should be relying more on an AI technology to enhance, and create better communications between yourselves and whoever it is you need to be speaking with. Like, I I do see that benefit to some of the AI. Now, Now whether there's an AI out there who has actually perfected that model, I don't know, because they're being used in all these other areas to try to get the use cases, like text, financials, you know, chat RPT, you know, let's let's, just give me two things. I'll give you back a report. I think it's such an early stage, but I do think it's fascinating to see if it can advance quick enough and more accurate enough to actually just talk. And like, you know, we have Siri in our phones and it always gets messed up. It's got to be more advanced AI Siri. I could just talk to my Siri and automatic, it just sends out a flawless text or email to you while I'm on the go multitasking. So I mean, Are we almost to that place in the sun to where this is perfect to help us as humans communicate better versus going direct? Or do you think we are so far off the hemisphere on getting to that point down the road in the future?
1: So I think we're a handful of years away from when this would be useful all the time at a consumer level. So I think you use the Siri example, which I mean, I use it sometimes for things like I don't know. NBA playoff scores or something like it really isn't woven in. But everything I'm seeing with the chat GPT leap is at least on the textual side. I think getting to a point where it could be pretty useful, like I'm I'm a huge proponent. Actually, I feel like the last which is kind of funny to think about. But for the last 10 years, I've been a huge proponent on like, we're slowly and now more quickly moving towards getting away of away from screens for the mass majority of us. So I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong on this. I don't think we're gonna have like the glasses so much in that thing. But the first like invisible interface is that uh, conversation like the computer can be wedged into just something talking to you because you, can, you would have to have some sort of screen to see. But like the keyboards and the clicking and the tapping and the getting your head and your neck cranked down because you're tapping on a phone. I think that starts to go away and we're starting to see a little bit. So I actually hope it happens because I mean, I don't I don't want to keep looking down at my phone. But
0: chat GPT um, is uh, they're saying it was in New York. the University is banning it. Chat ptpt because people are doing papers they're not really doing the work they're just letting chat do it for them yeah. there's so much controversy people are just trying to break the system to see if it cuts corners so they don't have to do the work i'm looking at the more sophisticated like what you're saying the consumer side to where and this is so stupid to even say this it's going to crack me up to even throw this out there you know on like some of the mission impossible born jason board some of these like movies we see that are kind of down into dystopian future down the road where the the phones are no longer phones' they're just they just pull up a little frame and it's all iridescent loose sight like you can see through it at a bar you know like like you know all these space movies all these stuff that we see in movies where it, they're so trying to be so advanced to where I just have a big I don't have a computer I just have a big clear, glass plexiglass I just put my fingers and tap and move around and go and I know I love those types of movies because that's really where technology is trying to be down the road in the future versus having chunks of metal on our desk and plastic keyboards and stuff like that's where I see what you're saying we don't need phones we don't need computers we don't need keyboards we just swipe like, you know, and it's all iridescent on a clear, loose board. And I mean, like that whole thing that we always, people look at in movies, they go, oh, that's kind of cool. That, that is kind of our future. They always say, well, like imitates art and vice versa. But yep. I feel like we are so reliant on cost, expense, heavy metals, and like titanium and the, how heavy your phones are. Do I really need a phone? Yep. A, a thin, little flexible I, I don't think thing? it's
1: sustainable. Exactly. like. I think we've shown is not sustainable. So I'm if I had to put a pin like a pin on it, I would say, or pinpoint it, I would say, um you'd have these like virtual assistants, maybe more than one, but I guess one would make more sense. Like you have one computer. But I I can see where we'd start asking it to do things for us and it starts to know us. Right. So we have any time it can understand us, it's going to respond better. I certainly think, you know, I'm very biased on this, but I certainly think tone's going to be looped into it. So, it's going to know how Sean sounds usually. It's going to know if I sound sick. It's going to know if I'm having a good day or if I'm really comfortable and, you know, like in my flow or whatever. I, I mean, I'm pretty confident that's where it's going to go, right? Because then all of a sudden you don't need to tap on 80 apps. You don't need to type a thousand things. You're saying, like, you know, tell me who messaged me today. Boom, boom, boom. You know, you tell me this. You know, go check this. It can be very like woven in. And then, like, the whole point is the interfaces start to go away eventually right like
0: well, yeah you I used to it's...
1: have these nasty old computers <laughs> giant computers right back in the day that
0: i do like my new mac studio computer but it's still you got a hard drive you got a screen you got cords i just want to be where i put in a pair of airpods in and i don't need anything else and it's like sarah you got a message because if i have my airpods in my ears now i says you have if i'm listening to music whatever i'm doing it says you have a message and it talks to me through my AirPods, you know, Sean just texted and said, I will be late for the podcast. Do you want to reply? And I love that whole, because I don't even have to touch a look at a phone. And I know with my AirPods sometimes, you know, they're in my ears if I'm on a call or if I just keep them in my ears, if I didn't take them out, I do get that, you know, but I do love the simplicity of putting my AirPods on and not having to deal with my phone and having to look at it at times So I do think Apple is moving in that direction. I mean, not as sophisticated as what we're talking about. But I do feel we should be in a better society where we're not holding, typing, texting, or looking at stuff to communicate.
1: Examples already exist. So people have done uh, whatever they're called, like shortcuts, Siri shortcuts or something, where you can connect to ChatGPT. So the whole like delay with Siri and that some of the answers aren't super smart and some stuff that uh they sort of eliminated that. So I'm seeing these already existing uh on iPhone examples where people have hooked it up so they can just have this conversation and say like, oh I need you to do this and go order that. And the thing is just like lightning quick doing I know, all these have,
0: things. because that's pretty much like we have the Apple iHomes little pods. You know, they're in each room with music throughout the house. You know, Apple yeah, right,
1: right.
0: serious you could just say, you know, there's um Alexa, I mean, you know, there's more I mean I never liked Alexa. But um, I know it's way more advanced than it's ever been in the past, but I just don't have it. But, you know, I could go tell every now and then on the podcast that I have one of the speakers on the um, iHome for Apple in my office at the desk and I'll start to say, OK, thank you. Let me get on that. And I'm laughing because it cuts into the iPod. But I, I do get that, <laughs> of you know, intelligence. It's just it's it's cute. It's cool. It's not as advanced as it needs to be, should to be. It's more annoying than anything right now. So I keep it off. But I mean we we do have that. We have the Alexa. We have the series. I just feel like, you know, those aren't the priorities. I mean, look at Amazon. Amazon's whole big thing is Amazon to have Whole Foods. It's, you know, the um fulfillment house is where you could buy and have delivered within seconds. I feel like iPhone's all about updated phones, the headphones and all the cool stuff. I feel like And I could be wrong, but I feel like we already have all this AI, but I feel like it's not the sophistication we need to really move seamlessly through the universe that we're talking about right now. I think we're still a ways away.
1: We're getting closer. I think we're on the same page with that. Our tone tone is in agreement. (laughs) You also mentioned that the transparency or kind of like the just being authentic. I would just double on that for a second is... I mean, I totally believe that's an important piece. I try to do it when I'm having conversations. I guess it's a, a style. And you had mentioned like a lot of the corporate or some of the corporate things you've experienced. And I certainly, from the conversations I've seen, there's this like, I don't know, a times like veil of authenticity in the uh, corporate world. So I'm hopeful that what we can do will actually drive people to be more, like you just said, more like this conversation, I think, more authentic because things aren't always super rosy. And I mean, I'm, Certainly not running a two trillion dollar company like Microsoft, but I mean, and in some ways running a small company, you're like on the cusp of life or death even more. So maybe yeah. I would be you should be more anxious and less authentic, even right. you know, more like, oh, like a robot. But, awesome. but I mean
0: it's about leadership. It's it's really, really about leadership. I mean, yeah, you can't you have to be authentic. You have to own your leadership. You need to know how to be a good leader. And I think so many people feel I created this technology. Or I created that startup, therefore I'm a CEO and a leader. And that's the kind of lack of authenticity and bullshit that I just cannot stand by because, you know, having a CEO title is not given, it's earned. And I think people don't understand if I use all this technology, it makes me smarter, a better leader. No, it doesn't. I mean, I guess it goes back to that human connection of tone, inflection, authenticity, how to lead you know, how to drive your team. Motivated almost like
1: emotional, emotional intelligence almost too.
0: I do think it's true because, you know, we talk a lot about leadership on the podcast and it's funny because we get a lot of, we kind of get into the technology and, you know, the industry, but at the end of the day, to me, leadership's the most important thing because let's be honest, we're talking about startups. VCs AI, and AI is tremendous. It's, you know, there's AI, there's so many new buzzes out there now, buzzwords for tech. But at the end of the day, as a VC, as an investor, talking about the financial markets with you guys, we could give you tons of money. We, money could buy R&D, but money can't buy a good leader. So if I want to invest in you and you're just not a good leader, my money's gone, I can't get it back. So that's why the whole Aqua funding, if I find a really good CEO and leader, I feel like that's who you invest in not the company as a whole, because a company could take in a second. And I think it's been so about the technology and the coolness from the NFTs and meta and the Web3 and all that bullshit. I feel like we have lost true leadership in the past two years. Cause look at all the people that are just jumping on the bandwagon on all these new buzzwords and letters. And I just feel like when somebody says they're an expert in you know, for example, AI, NFTs, Web3, AR, VR. You could only be an expert in one, three letter. The only three letters I'm an expert in. Are
1: you reading my link, my my LinkedIn resume? I no. think that's what it says.
0: i <laughs> no, like, so like My only three letters of expertise is CEO or a PR firm. If I have yep. any other letters beyond my name, we got a bigger problem of who I am. And I feel like...
1: Too many acronyms. <laughs>
0: Oh my God, I just like, what are you good at besides nothing and being an idiot? But the thing is, though, I feel like there's so <laughs> much bullshit out there that using AI, it is an artificial intelligence, emotional intelligence, artificial intelligence, every single thing, leadership, it comes down to intelligence. And I just feel like that's such well, a big part yeah. of what we need to portray through an AI, not because somebody's up there bullshitting, reading through numbers, but like can the ai truly truly parlay as your leadership beyond just repeating the numbers and stats you know when it comes to the emotional side of it that we talked about
1: well we've done our fair share to make sure that tone can be elevated and certainly support understanding and i think it's critical for good leadership or for the leaders of really what i want companies to lead right like i like the authenticity i want to be that so i'm trying to make I guess, what is it? Like, uh, the best way to predict the future is to invent it. So yeah. I think that's the better way to lead. I mean, I guess we'll see. <laughs> we'll see yeah. you know, how successful I, we can be I, with Helios, I, but it's uh, more more likely than not.
0: Yeah, no, no, I absolutely love this. And I know we're going to wrap up, Chris, soon. Quick questions. Do you see one? I got three quick um, random fires for you. Do no. you think that we'll start to see more AI in the political races down the road and in the next one?
1: So. Yes, I definitively a guarantee because we will be contributing. So that right I know it'll move the needle. So we've we've looked at how we can think of leaders, like you said. So we right now focus on corporate leaders. If we can take our same report and apply it to, which may be a rematch debate. I, I won't comment on that. I don't know, but whoever it is, right? We can actually do reports on them that would move markets. So we're looking at doing that pretty definitively. So I think us being a piece. But yeah. I mean, data intelligence, political campaigns, and presidential in the U.S. There's, I think, it was some enormous num- number, like 1.5 billion spent, I think, in the last cycle, and in intelligence data as it ramped up. So, and don't don't totally quote me on that, but it was a huge number of how much spend to understand, right? Understand audiences and do all these, you know, crazy polling that's happening.
0: Okay, where do we see like in the next few years? Huh, tap it into your AI. There, where's Hilos's? Trajectory? Are you guys going to move another market? Are you guys just going to add on more technology, bells and whistles? I mean, what? It, where is your future looking like right now?
1: So the two because I get asked that a decent one, especially from PCs. Only question they maybe care about, but the one which is uh, not so much product oriented, but like trajectory of the company is to be a public company. So one of the big reasons is not only reason, but a big reason is like we've analyzed public companies since we were incepted. So for me, I think it's a big. Leg in our journey to get to that stage where we would actually be <laughs> analyzing me would be a really uh, cool moment, but obviously it means you've hit a hit a stride and had something that's I think really valuable. So we certainly want to do that. And then or kind of like impact, which would certainly be like units sold and and bells and whistles, kind of like you said, but the uh proliferation into all basically types of trading. So from really advanced and systematic algorithmic traders to Wealth managers and RIAs to investor relations seems like making sure that there's a full ecosystem, which has now competitors even to Helio. But this whole ecosystem that allows that 30% to exist, that's what I want to see. I mean, it does mean there's commercial success. It does drive that public piece because you know, if we're not selling things, that's a problem. But you know, working with academia now, which is brand new for 2023, some really big uh, academic, you know basically uh, labs and universities to having some big clients to having potentially some brand new partners in the mix like there's a we're building this ecosystem up, what I would be super um, proud to be driving you know
0: yeah, awesome okay, this is awesome it's been so much fun talking to you How can people find you Sean where can we send everybody to, if they have any questions or anything on the company where's a good place to send everybody
1: So the world's uh, coolest website domain so it's Helios life. <laughs> dot enterprises, which may be the only dot enterprises instead of dot com you ever go to. Nice. So I, uh, you can thank me for that many years ago. I don't know if it was a good move or not. But, uh, but that is the company, Leo's Life Enterprises. There is a newsletter that's free. That's our earnings polygraph newsletter. So anybody who's interested in basically going a tiny layer into this can sign up for free. And then there's ways to connect on like LinkedIn and all these other things. But that's a good starting point. And certainly... um yeah, we'd love anyone to to reach out, you know, to get on that newsletter and check it out.
0: Awesome. It was so good having you on the show. Sean, we will definitely stay in touch on this. You'll keep us posted as well. And if there's a white paper on your website as well that we will be downloading to look at, which is going to be tremendous. That's
1: not for the faint of heart. I'm still <laughs> only halfway through that. But uh, good. Uh, but that is definitely our our own research all summarized in like a 12-page white paper. So... <laughs>
0: Good, good reading. Good reading at night. Oh my God. So awesome. Yeah, I was going to
1: uh, say light reading.
0: <laughs> some light reading. It was so good to have you on. Uh, this is Sarah Miller with the Access Entertainment, the Access Effect podcast with Sean Austin at Helios. Sean, it was awesome having you on and we'll always stay in touch with you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Access Effect podcast. If you don't want to miss an episode or download past episodes, be sure to subscribe to the Axis Effect podcast on your favorite podcast provider. To learn more about the podcast or our guests, please visit theaxiseffect.com.